Morning, everyone. Show again, buddy. <laughs> what a great Why start. Is it? Seriously. Morning, everyone. We're in the toolkit depot. Thanks to Fleet Network. I've done that same opening <laughs> at the same time for almost four years, and a bloke comes in and doesn't, and now he's got music blaring in my ears. Oh, I'm not talking he's to either one of them. He's having a mare. I'm not talking he's to either one He's having a mare. You've only had... Yes, go ahead. Good morning, everybody. We're here in the Toolkit Depot studio. Thanks to Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. The man pressing the buttons won't be doing for much longer. His name's Link <laughs> Allen. Thinks he's bigger than Texas now. He's yeah. over in Hooterville, Perth, and he doesn't do the job properly. And also, Chris Clefunis is uh, our producer. He was like Henry the Octopus then. His arms were flailing. <laughs> pushing buttons. I'm not talking to either one of them anyway, because we Ooh. caught up on Friday afternoon for, for drinks, the SN team. Mm-hmm. You were you were, nope. you were planning for the wedding. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, I just didn't want to go. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I use the wedding as an excuse, yeah. but no. I was there. I know you were. And um, next minute. Next minute. Next minute. Everyone <laughs> had gone, and I was sitting at a table on my own with a pint. <laughs> you know, this is sad. All buggered off on me. No one's got any staying power. So who and I expected so, these two young blokes to have a So dip. can you explain to our listeners oh, what was, it was well, and who it was, was there? It was just a little team bonding session for... So it was the sales staff? Sales team, the producers. Well, they had to go uh, by five. Uh, why? Because that's the norm. But there's no clients to ring at five o'clock on a Friday. Are if you're f- ringing a client on five o'clock <laughs> on a Friday, you, you're not doing your job properly. That's, no one wants to be called at five o'clock on a Friday <laughs> from a salesperson. And, um, fair, fair point. But they all just... One by one. They went home to go to off. Scott. I was, well, I was just there on my own. Going, hmm, maybe it's me. Maybe, maybe I just wore them all down one at a time. You didn't go through the whole 14 goal thing again, did you? Did that get a mention? Well, there's some that don't know about it. No, of course I didn't. Well, young no. Zane, who was in the studio last no, he week, he had no idea. Yeah. One, he never heard of you, and two, never heard of the Wacker. He didn't even know that I played footy at the Wacker. <laughs> he looked at me as if I was a fast bowler. <laughs> bowler. Bowler. <laughs> chucker. Anyway, so those two are on. So, they, so Link departed? Well, I thought Link's over here. He's got a couple of weeks. He's, uh, he's going to be pinning the ears back. Good time? Nope. It disappeared on me. Clefunas plays the oh, I live so far away card. Well, it doesn't, your house doesn't get further away the more you stay. It's still mm. the same distance. Mm. Well, you think you get home at midnight. Mm. Uh, well, he's put an invoice in for going for the drinks anyway. We know that. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> and plus travel. <laughs> what, is it, what is it, 21 cents a K or 20 cents? How come you didn't go? And uh, just could be, could be bothered, mate. Okay. Seriously. I, I love the SEN team and I'm the more, you know, me with regards to team and there was, yeah. there's, no <laughs> I in, there's no I in team, but there's five in individual brilliance. <laughs> I just couldn't be bothered, mate. It's hard enough working with some people, let alone having to drink with them as well. Yeah. Why, why are you staring at me so intently? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, i tell you what, too, the front page of the paper mm-hmm. today, too, is the uh, old elbow. He's going to make sure that our, our Ubers go through the roof 260%. So our what? Ubers. I've caught one Uber Yeah, because you, you, don't, you, well, you don't drink. I'm not going to pay someone else so I don't know to drive me around somewhere. <laughs> Kidding, aren't you? You're from the Golden Triangle. People do that all the time there. Oh, you know them after a while, don't you? I just, I just don't do Ubers, mate. If I'm going to catch a, a vehicle that requires well, to get me from A to B, I'll catch a taxi. Hey. That's good enough. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's it. Okay. I'm just old school. 
<laughs> are ring swan passies? Are they still around? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure anyone uses them anymore. I might go oh, back. I'm sure they do. Hey, do you, do, but you had a wedding on. You had your son's yeah, wedding yeah, on my, Saturday. My fourth, tell yeah, me, I rocked up on Monday. Tell me. You, <laughs> 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 double down, double down for Jack's wedding as well yeah. for his first. But you would have caught an Uber out there because you would have surely. You're at a winery, a beautiful winery, Sandalford Winery in the Swan Valley. It was unbelievable. And surely you caught an Uber there. No, I drove my parents out there, my Oven pop. We went all. How did you get home time. though? You leave the car. Drove home. You're a disgrace, mate. You're a disgrace, mate. I don't know if you know. You don't have to go to an event and just fill yourself <laughs> to the brim with alcohol. You just don't have to. <laughs> Do you know? It's, just, it's like kids who, parents who have birthday parties. <laughs> yeah. For young children. Yeah. And they invite other parents to be there to keep an eye on their kid, and all they get is a skinful, and the poor old kids are running around like. Oh, that's like your first birth but first birthday party. Well, it should be none. That's even worse. Always for the parents. You're like those fellas. You don't need alcohol to have fun. We, you yeah, don't need exactly you don't need expensive runners to jog, but it bloody helps. All right, so. <laughs> uh, look, Sandalford, hats off. It was Good. unbelievable. They had a number of events there on the day. There was a, a St Stephen's Foundation. It was about two hundred and fifty. It was outside. Did, I think St was, Stephen's. Did you did you just jump over and offer to MC? Yeah, 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 doing yeah, yeah, for cashy. Yeah, yeah, in between, I make sure I have my you know, all the timings were right. Jack's speech and then yeah, we're MC. just going to have to hold the speeches yeah, for a second. I've just got to deal do. with a raffle over this side. That's going to auction off a couple of bottles of wine. Uh, food at Sandalford. Can I just say yeah. that's the first time I've been in. I've been at events at Sandalford, but that's the first one of, of that description of wedding that. Uh, I was involved with so sit down, Goss. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Yeah, it was unbelievable. The steak was cooked, and the the well, the chicken was plentiful. Service great. Oh, fantastic! Really beautiful. It was a really really fantastic day. Very very lucky. And Jack and Haley uh, had a great time. So, it went well. Yeah, did really. Did you make good. a speech? I did. Only brief. Only brief. What do you mean brief? Couldn't be bothered. Too many people around. What do you I, mean? Your son's made, winning. Yeah, but you don't you make a I, long one. I did, no, again, it's not about <laughs> us. So, yeah, we just spoke. I would have said more about Hayley, his beautiful wife, if I'd known a bit better. No. I... <laughs> oh, no. No. Hello. No. But, but you haven't had a chance to. No, no. But, but, but we'll get to know her better when she comes back, when they come back from their honeymoon. No, it was really cool. So thank you to all the well wishers. I've got a lot of texts from a lot of people over the weekend saying I hope it was a great day. And, Fantastic. Yeah, you know, couldn't, couldn't have asked for better. And well done to the team at Sandalford. Brilliant. Yeah, hey, what a show. It was a great steak. How, how do you have your steak? Um... It's an interesting one. I certainly don't have it bleeding. No, I no, can't. No, no, no. I no. want to hear it moo when you put your foot down there. Um, so you're medium man. So I cooked porterhouse last night on the Weber, and I had turned once only. So you just cook and then turn once. Rest. Re- yeah, well, I don't believe in the resting thing. It's got to be hot. What? What? No, just get it off the barbecue and eat it. Those people <laughs> said to sit there and let it cure or whatever they do it. <laughs> Whatever they do. Just You're not turning it into jerky. They just turn it over and eat it. Anyway, so I like to eat it warm, uh, hot. Anyway, so um, probably if I can just see just see the slightest tinge of red. Just the, the slight. Mm, medium well. well. Yeah, I'm a medium well guy too and I get abused everywhere. No, I'm everywhere I go. Because you can, you can do whatever with it. You can do with You can put your mustards on. Do you, are, you, are you a seeded mustard guy? No. No, seeded mustard is an overrated condiment. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love seeded mustard. No, you give me on my steak, you give me a nice yeah. garlic butter or, garlic butter. A, or a harissa. A who? A harissa. Nice spicy. Oh, I used to go out with harissa. <laughs> 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 or a chilli sauce. <laughs>
something like that if you need it. I mean, Chili sauce? Well, what? Like nah. a good hot sauce. Yeah, it'd be beautiful. Okay. Only, right. if you, only if you need it. So last night I cooked the porterhouse and I said just a tinge of red in it. Uh, oh, gee, I tell you what last night I had. The world's biggest bowls of peas. So I asked Brody, I said, I need some greens. Obviously. On their then, own? Were they on, tell me, just tell me they were on their own. Well, you know, mashed potato was there as well. Not, yeah, but not the peas and the mash weren't one yes, dish. Yes, eventually they were. No, no, they, they were separate dishes, but they okay. became one. Peas on their own, okay. Yeah, but the, you know my theory. But, but I don't understand peas that. Peas mixed with anything else putrid. But it's not mixed when it's on your yeah, plate. Yeah, no, separate side dish, no problem. No, but you, you, you get the yep. side dish of peas. Yeah, well, peas are on your plate, no worries, but as long as they're not peas and corn... Or peas and something else, that's fine. But when they're on your plate, things yes, mix sometimes in. Sometimes they go rogue and they yeah. <laughs> they roll around a bit. I understand that, no problem. That's okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> Paul has texted in from Goldsnorth. Clearly you haven't rung Swan Taxis in a while. Their phone menu is harder to negotiate than a fancy restaurant menu in Perth. Really? Oh, Paul. He's very angry this morning. No, morning, Paul. Paul would know because he's... Paul is blind yep. uh, from Gossies, a good friend of mine, and uh, he would know about the negotiation. And he's a very, very clever man, more clever than I. Uh, so I wonder what that means, the menu. Oh, you go to your ca- – oh, I say, so no longer do you just ring yeah. and they go, hello, it's one taxi. No. Yeah. Go, oh, I'm at a, like a taxi. Go on for, triangle, please. Yeah, yeah, and you go wait out the front and the taxi yeah. comes. No. And then no, you no, ring no, back no. in 15 minutes and go, where's the taxi? Yeah. Oh, they're on their way. Yeah. Roger, Roger. <laughs> on there. I used to love those days. On when their way. Let me just – let me just uh, check in with them. Uh, driver <laughs> 623, how far away are you from Golden Triangle? You'll be there in eight minutes, sir. Okay. So so there's Paul telling us. They are old days. <laughs> Remember we used to drive the guys to hit the, the two-way? You used to have the little like the t- walkie-talkie up on the yeah. thing. I love those days. Then all of a sudden they went computer. Uh, not happy with you know, and I don't worry about the I, I worry about drivers who are looking at other screens while they're meant to be driving you. <laughs> and and I don't remember when Uber drivers were exclusively Uber. Now I've drive past and I've got about seven different companies on the back yeah, of this. Yeah, Uber, Diddy, Ola, Ola, yeah, yeah, real hussies. These drivers, they just get the. They must have. Around. They seven phoners. Yeah, well, they. Oh no, we don't trust people with two phones. Exactly. No, it's all it, they just switch and move and. Change. Barrett was in an Uber in India. Barrett's under racing, and he put a tweet. And he said, "Why worry about the cricket?" He, so he was going to the airport after Australia had played Pakistan, mm-hmm. and he was going to the airport. And the, he was in the middle of Madras, and the bloke's watching the cricket on his phone. <laughs> yeah, well, in that's the Uber. Hey, when in Rome, that's what they do there. They're very passionate about it. They never have accidents, though. No, exactly right. Hey, Jason. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, morning legends. Uh, into that. Hey, Scott, us listeners wouldn't leave you, big fella, even old Roy. And a shout-out to Lisa from Ellenbrook. Have a great day, lads. Yeah, they'd so, stay with me and have a I don't know. I don't, don't think that. Oh, Roy would stay because he would annoy the living suitcases out here. But, um, <laughs> morning, Roy. Yeah. Oh, no, and also, stayers. Now, I... Um, I not believe it. We're only like four hours in as well. Do you know the... the I just got to make mention just quicker. I made the mention of the golf day drama that I had on Friday mm. with, with donating to myself. Yeah. <laughs> $1,000. Well, I think it's great you hit your target so quickly. <laughs> I mean, that is the – when you talk about influences and that sort of stuff, <laughs> um, you know, we, you, you see someone will wear something and bang, it's sold out. I'm really dis- – I'm going to – you, you just mentioned something and bang, your target, you hit it so um, quickly. I need, to dis- I need to discuss this. I am incredibly – there's two things out of all of this, that drama. One, our audience are fraudulent. 
Yeah, no one helped. John. Johnny. Johnny from Woodvale. Yeah, but John's also the bloke who tried to buy 40 tickets to the Waffle Grand Final to get the crowd up as well. John's a good man. No, he's not. So not a single other listener donated or has donated right. to the cause canteen for uh, adult for adult uh, teen challenge, sorry, adult and children teen it's challenge. Feeling I know where this is going. Mm. Oh, I'm just incredibly disappointed because yep. a lot of people texted in and say, oh, yeah, I'll donate. What's the... the not a single, not, not apart right. from one. Well, because so, they saw you hit your target. Yeah, but that doesn't. So I'm going to change my target. It's, I've tried to explain it in all my yeah. socials. Anyway, I'm really disappointed. And in fact, anyone who wants to ring the show now, 13 12 55 or 0487737736, you're not going to be in any competition. <laughs> not going to win anything. Gosling and Stig Goslotto. No, Goslotto, uh, I'm going to have 40 entries myself. <laughs> okay. But uh, you know, like, there's a, probably a reason for it, too. Maybe a lot of people were. I mean, there's not a lot of cash to go around at the moment. Times are really, really tough. Maybe people were saving for Telethon, which did incredible. I mean, amazing. I thought they had no chance of getting their record. Oh, really? 77 bricks. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. But so maybe people were saving for that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, John. Oh, there's a John little little drive-by here. Johnny, morning, Scotty and Goss. Thanks for your 50, Johnny. The drivers that drive for multiple companies cancel trips to drive up surge prices in the area. Yeah, I, no, I hate it. Like, there's no tomorrow. I've never seen anything worse over here than your driver cancelling on you all, uh, all the time. Happened to me once, and that's why I don't travel with an Uber. Oh, the bloke asked me, I was going from the airport, international airport, to the Golden Triangle. That's a good, that's a good coin, I would imagine. Thought so. It's a 50, 60 bucker. And I was, Maybe more. No, and I'm watching this little thing, which was the best part about Uber is watching the bloke drive around. Oh, it's got to turn left. Turn left now, mate. If you don't it, turn left. Oh! And all of a sudden, it disappears. Yeah, cancel. Because he's got another fare somewhere. Better, bigger. And they're not supposed to know their fares. Oh, exactly right. Anyway, uh, there you go. It's if you, wrought. 0487736736. If you want to get onto our socials, have a look for um, my golfing challenge. I do need to... to to be better than that, um, and not one of you, and I'm, apart from John, not one of you, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> you promised. Yeah, who did? A lot of them. <laughs> a lot of people promised. They rang Chris and asked for details. Yeah, no, and they haven't done it. And I'm really disappointed. I thought we were better than that as an audience and as a show. Times are tough, Tim. Speak to the people I'm doing the charity for, mate. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, everyone's doing it hard. Yeah. understand. Hey, look, we're going to get a breakaway. Uh, before we do, um, we'll come back with who got the rub of the green on the weekend, thanks to Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest shop in-store and online. Speaking yeah. of golf, after 6.30, business, Nick O'Hearn. Now, we've got a segment called Blast from the Past, which is a little bit cliche. Yeah, I don't like it. We had, you've had as much time as everyone else to try and come up with a decent name. Yeah. Uh, after 7 o'clock, Riley Hardman is going to join us, a young hopeful for the WA from WA, trying to get into the draft. Mm, he's a beauty. Tyler Brockman, who's joined the West Coast Eagles. Beauty. Wow. And John Rilly. Oh, you're going to be grumpy. Well, I don't know about him being grumpy. I think I think, I think we've got to – I'm going to go into full journal mode now. Gloves are coming off. I mean, I love JR. I'm going to ask a couple of Dorothy Dixes to warm <laughs> up, and then you can just go whack. Yep. Yep. We'll do it. We'd all love Jr., but he'd be he'd be well he'd be as frustrated as anybody right now. The way yeah, exactly. The way right. they're rolling around, it hasn't clicked for him yet, but it will. We'll be chatting with him. Uh, Harlem says he's not on social media, so can he pay the golfing? Ch- you can. You send me some cash, Harlem. Just put the cash in the uh, pocket. No, no problems. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Because you can check. Join... No, still do checks. 
I don't do checks. I'm not, I'm not typing checks. Uh, um, but I will say this. For those who don't know, when you talk about not paying, Scotty still owes me 70. Let's Absolutely. get a breakaway and come back. This is Scotty and Goss. Or do we want to take Lisa from Ellenbrook? We'll take Lisa from Ellenbrook quickly before we go to break. Hey, Lisa, good morning. Thanks for calling. Morning, Goss. Morning, Scotty. Scott, um, Goss, um, mm-hmm. I'm ringing up to oh. apologise because oh. I did speak to Chris oh. the other day. I, didn't, but, I wasn't pointing but, it at you, Lise. I wasn't pointing it at you. Yeah, you were. You pointed but, it at everyone. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but can, I, can I just explain, Goss? I, I, I can't do that online stuff to ah, get donations and whatever. That's okay. Is there any other way that I can, I can get, I get the donation to you? Uh, yeah, so we're, you're in. I really love to donate. Thank you. Go out and th- pick it up. Go. Thank you. No, Lisa. So, so Chris Clafunas and Link Allen. Link Allen is going to redeem himself after a, a terrible start to the show. So we'll arrange for them to go <laughs> no, out and pick mice, it up. Mics don't need to be on. So the boys, we, Lisa, thank you, darling. You'd be a beautiful woman. We will find a way, Lisa. We'll get your details, and and there's no rush for it because the, the golf day is not for a couple of weeks. But appreciate. It. There is Lisa Valentine. There's a there's a lady of her word, mm. Lisa from Ellen. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. But it, you haven't seen it yet. Oh, well, think, are you now questioning Lisa? <laughs> no, no, no you can't be questioning our listeners, mate. <laughs> Twenty-six past six after six thirty. Nick Ahern, golfer yeah. extraordinaire. All good. All lefties a chance. There's Nick Ahern. Thank God for that. Uh, Riley Hardman, Tyler Brockman, and also we'll be chatting with John Riley from the Perth Wildcats. If you've got a question for any of our guests, Tyler Brockman, John Riley, Young Riley, Nick Ahern, let us know. Thirteen twelve fifty five. Toolkit Depot open line or text zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Thanks to Drum and Golf, Australia's biggest. Shop in store or online. Who got the rub of the green over the last few days? Well, I tell you who. He might have rubbed his own green, but he did it beautifully, that's for sure. And the Caulfield Cup winning jockey and Mark Zara. Did you get to see any of the Caulfield Cup? With Watch the, the Caulfield Cup before I picked up Vov and Pop. Yep. <laughs> Clever. Is that why you organised the winning a bit later? Timing was perfect. Clever. Well, Mark Zara was the jockey of Gold Trip. And Gold Trip was going to jump favourite. And leading up to this race, he was the jock on board Gold Trip. And he jumped off it. He said, Nope. There's every chance it won't run. It might run. It might not run. It might not. I don't know if it's going to run. I'm going to go and ride something else, which was gutsy because Gold Trip was fave, was flying going into the Caulfield Cup. He jumped on a horse call without a fight. Then Gold Trip, yes, it was running even up to the day. Yeah, it's definitely running. And then without a fight on the Friday night, got vetted and there was some doubts there, but no, got past fit. Mark Zara jumped off the favourite in Gold Trip, jumped on without a fight, and won the Caulfield Cup yeah. on his uh, second choice horse. So he did mm. beautifully well there. And he got fined fifty thousand and suspended for seven days. Overuse of the whip, the padded whip. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the it's, it's the, the optics of it all. Yeah, fantastic. They don't want it. I want to make it. Bags, trying to say to the So cup. well done, Drummond Golf Australia's biggest likely owned and operate and love the game as much as you. Well done to the team at Drummond Golf. I will say this. Oh, yeah, also, I was in there yesterday, actually. On Sunday after the wedding, I drove to Williams to have a look at a house for the lovely, a lovely lady. She wanted to sell her house. You the are day. a good real estate agent. You'll you. go to the extra lengths. Yep. Yep. Good work. Thank you. Uh, so I drove down there. Lovely little spot. Well, actually more than little. 6,000 square metres. Huh. Beautiful house. Big sheds and stuff. Lovely. Uh, and then Bronnie and I said, let's drive across. So we drove across the other side. Went to Collie. Patted a few horses in Collie. What a lovely spot. Because the Collie trots right. And we saw it. So stayed for two races. But what a lovely. And the community gets. And we, I drove there and said, well, if you lived in a place like Collie and they had the trots on, you'd just come as an yeah, event. Surely. Yeah, 
It was packed. Was it? it? And apparently it's the way it is all the time. Brilliant. The horse stall area was amazing. Beautiful wooden sheds, um, uh, awnings to cover over all the workers so this keeps the sun out. The food was amazing. The crowd was great. There was so much. That, and that's just a stock standard meeting. So well done to Collie Harness. And I hope that racing and wagering WA keep an eye and a, a passion for these tracks because they are so important to the community. Oh, absolutely. It was are. amazing. It was amazing atmosphere. We only stayed for a couple and then we drove home. It was a pretty big day after the wedding. But let me just say to you, uh, well done to the Collie Harness Racing Club, all volunteers. Fantastic job. Love country racing yeah, of me all too. forms. Uh, I'm reliably informed the link is on the SENWA Facebook and SENWA Breakfast Twitter or X. It's pinned to the top of both pages, so you can't miss it. So it's at the very top. You don't have to scroll down as well. So if Good you want to make a donation to my golf exploits coming up. Hey, after 6.30, Nick O'Hearn's going to join us, get a sports update as well. And blast from the past is Nick O'Hearn, as I mentioned. And on this day, thanks to Barra on O'Day. It's spot on 6.30. SENWA Breakfast. Right you are, who you're mailed into the straight from Valley and King West. Wind blows, break up. They were followed by Bois d'Argent without a fight and Gold Tripper running on. West Wind blows at the 200 without a fight, runs on. Lays in on top of Gold Trip. West Wind blows 100 to go without a fight. Coming at it without a fight. West Wind blows the hit in unison without a fight. Without a fight for the Caulfield Cup. Time for a sports update. Thanks to OMF, Australian owned and designed the original mattress factory. Oh, good morning. Afghanistan has pulled off its second giant killing of the World oh. Cup, a huge eight-wicket win against Pakistan. Afghanistan's top three batters all smashed 50s, and their skipper Shahidi made an unbeaten 48 at number four in their successful pursuit of chasing down 283 with one over to spare. Do you think that puts into... Uh, well, not doubt. We got pretty excited when Australia beat Pakistan. Does that put that into a little bit of perspective? Maybe we're not going as well as we thought because Pakistan, obviously, you've... Yeah. Well, we're not going as well as we thought. No. Well, we thought we were back, though. I thought we were back. Did you? Oh, I thought we showed a bit. Did you really buy in? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. We're going to win the whole thing. No, I'm not talking to you anyway, mate. Carry on. <laughs> mate, <laughs> do you know how expensive mate? it is to get from Florida to Yangepam? In an Uber? Well, it's this is sa- before the 280% high price. <laughs> this is the, it's the same at... Four as it is at say ten. Yeah, I don't. I don't go that far. <laughs> ten was might be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't go that far at the best of times. Well, I, I drove, and I was going to be a responsible driver. Yeah. Ah, oh, mate, you could have got an Uber. I would have brought you. I only had four pints, day. and I managed to get home. It was all right. Over five hours. South Africa play Bangladesh tonight. Australia take on Netherlands tomorrow in the World Cup. Australia secured its 11th Constellation Cup crown on aggregate. They lost the final two tests of the whole series in New Zealand. And we won the first two by a combined 19 goals and then lost by a combined six in New Zealand. So that means we won the whole Constellation Cup. We'll take it. By default. <laughs> it's got ashes all over it again. Yeah, we'll take yep. it. 100%. <laughs> And uh, you heard it in the news there. Aussie Josh Green has agreed to a three-year, $65 million Australian dollar contract extension with the Dallas Ma- Mavericks. Uh, a lot of the experts saying that's massive unders for the Aussie and makes him pretty tradable when uh, Dallas does do decide to make a trade. So watch this space. It's the same as footy. If they get traded, that someone has to pick up their contract. I think so. Yeah. Oh, and there for big, big spring sale is now on with up to 60% off selected mattresses. Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day.
Tuesday, October 24. Thanks to Bower and O'Day because the little things are everything. Happy birthday if you're celebrating a birthday. What do you got for us, mate? Oh, I've got a few little things to pop up on the screen right here, right now. I can say that on this day, the AFL Grand Final at the Gabba was played outside Victoria for the first time. Monumental superstars. Have a look at that. Martin and Selwood, two of the very best in this situation. I wonder whether they'll see much of each other. Craig Fleer to get it underway. Stanley and Nankervis. 2020 Grand Final at the Gabba. Strange, wasn't it? October 24. Yeah. Yeah, the whole world stopped. Uh, and then they come across here. Yep. Because we pitched for the that one. Didn't 2020? We? 2020, or pretty sure we did. Did a great it? job in 21, I'll tell you, right now. Ever. Hey, Barry Ryan was born on this day in 1948. Had an absolute banger in 68. Take that back. Banger. Absolute banger. Oh, let me give it some more time. No, no, no. That, what is that? that? That is a classic song from 1968. Here we go. Talks us through it. Here we go. What? Oh, mate, stop it. Stop it. Come on, what else you got? Happy birthday. Well, it's not, he's no longer happy birthday. He passed away in 2021, but that was his... That was his absolute classic song. Hey, Malcolm Turnbull was played born. the whole song. That's 10 cents to the family. <laughs> 69 <laughs> years of, uh, of age. 69 years of age today. Malcolm Turnbull, of course. Hey, Drake celebrates a birthday. Uh, he was born Aubrey Drake Graham 37 years ago. I know when that hotline bling. That can only mean one thing. I know when that hotline bling. That can only mean one thing. Monica, Monica was born in 1980. That's all she is, is Monica. Her Monica is Monica. Yeah. The one namer. Yeah. She did a she did a duet with Brandy. Oh, does she not know anyone with a surname? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you did a duet with Scotch and Coke. <laughs> Oh. Get it? Thank you. <laughs> ben Gillies from Silverchair's birthday today. See the one on Amazing Race right now? Well, no, he, he got punted. On this day in 1974, Bond Scott replaced Dave Evans as the lead singer for Akanaka. On this day, 77 years ago in South Australia, Bev Harrell was born. (laughs) 
So Donald Bradman Museum opened on this day in Bow in 1989. SBS television began in Melbourne and Sydney on this day in 1980. And 90% of Iceland women went on strike refusing to do any paid work and any housework or childcare on this day in 1975. <laughs> Good on them. <laughs> I tell you what, there's a couple of people, Bev Harrell is one of them, that are really lucky there's not much else happening on this day. And Ian Baker-Finch, speaking of golf, we've got uh, Nico Hearn joining us. The Finchie, Baker-Finch, was born on this day 63 years ago. New Barano Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Uh, he's dreamt of this moment many times, I'm sure. This for the Open. In she goes. I wonder if you'll keep that ball and put it on a little plaque and stick it on the mantelpiece. Or whether it'll go to some lucky lad or lassie on the side of the green. Who do I keep by? A great moment. Victory for Australia and how proud they'll be. The winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer for the year with a score of 272 in Baker Finch. The Cadbury Schweppes. Australian PGA. Uh, Nico Hearn uh, claiming the 2006 Australian PGA Championship. It was at the uh, peak of his game that time. He was, uh, I think, he topped the Australian all, uh, Australasia Order of Merit. He was in the President's Cup team, the, the World Cup team. He had a world ranking inside the top 20. And he's our first guest as our blast from the past yesterday's hero, Nico Hearn. You know what he is, too? He's the only man on this planet. Mm. On this planet, yes, we know to beat Tiger Woods twice in match. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't reckon he's heard that before. I don't care. I mean, I'd hear it all every day. If I could. That'd have been like the alarm I'd wake up to. <laughs> hey, Nick. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, good morning, guys. Always great to chat. <laughs> Are you off to Fiji today? I am. I'm doing. Uh, I'm emceeing the BMW Golf Cup National Final for Australia and New Zealand. So oh. first time I've held it in Fiji. So uh, heading there for a couple of days. Something <laughs> different. Spewing. <laughs> that sounds like a horrible gig, Nick. <laughs> yeah, someone's hey, got to do it. Hey, Nick, uh, been uh, enjoying your, your commentary of on the uh, on the tour, and of course, including the tournaments over here in Western Australia. We yeah. want to ask you the hard questions first, though. When you were the 2009 number one ticket holder at the Fremantle Football Club, oh. did you enjoy that? What sort of what what did you do as the number one ticket holder for the Dockers? That's a very good question. Um, I'm still waiting to find out what I need to do. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, to be honest, I was actually in the US most of the time, so my parents uh, went to all the games for me and gave me all the updates, which was great. And you know, I watched it online and whenever I possibly could. But uh, yeah, I just used to promote the club a little bit here and there. But um, it was a, it was a very good honour. Uh, an amazing honour to be number one ticket holder for a year. So yeah. I'm not sure they got much value out of it, though. Are you still rusted on Freo? Do you still follow the footy and still love the Dockers? Yeah, ever since I came back to Australia four years ago, I'm, I'm back into the footy again. I sort of lost touch with it, I guess, for a while, just because living in America, you tend to get caught up in all those sports. Got right into the NFL and the basketball, baseball. But uh, now that I'm back um, living in Melbourne these days, mm. it's, it's hard not to 
you know, get into the footy again because a lot of my friends are Collingwood fans, so look out. Oh, it was a great couple of weeks, Nick, let me tell you. It was a great, <laughs> it was a great, well, it's been a great couple of years. But I tell you, I, I remember um, coming over to watch you at uh, Royal Melbourne and you were, you were, I can't remember the tournament, um, but it was, uh, I walked a couple of holes with you and, and your caddy showed me your bag and it was a beautiful ping bag. It was spectacular. It, was, it looked so nice. And then he turned it around. It was Big Frio Dockers emblazoned all over the bag. I thought, what a really bad way to ruin a bag, Nick. Oh, well, you know, it's uh, got to show love for the team, absolutely. Had the big purple anchor on there, and I know uh, you were very jealous of it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mate, um, I want to to make mention of um, a couple of the books that you've you've written, and the first one that I read was Tour Mentality. Sensational read for like the hacker like myself to uh, just to, to try and get into a few mindset patterns and that sort of thing. And the first time ever it got me into single figures in my lifetime. I horribly blown out since then. But you obviously have a, a really good knack of being able to explain the game to people who aren't, you know, single figures or, you know, one, two scratch handicappers, that sort of thing. Do you love that education side of the game? Oh, I do. And I think the strange part about it is, is I actually started out as a teaching pro. I did my traineeship back in Perth many years ago at a couple of public golf courses. And, uh, and I really taught the game through to my mid twenties because I wasn't good enough to play at that stage. And then when I figured the golf out for myself, I, I went obviously and played around the world for about 20 years. And now that I've stopped playing competitively, I'm back into the coaching side of things and mentoring up and coming tour pros and elite amateurs, that sort of thing. And, and I guess that first book, came about a bit by accident after I stopped playing. I was living, still living in America and uh, played around a golf with a friend of mine who was really struggling with the mental side, and I gave him a few pointers, and he said, oh, you should write a book on all this stuff. <laughs> I said, no, nah, there are plenty of mental game books out there already. And he said, yeah, but they're all written by sports psychologists. You actually played the game for a living. So the more I thought about it, I thought, yeah, maybe there's something in this. And, uh, and Tour Mentality was a, a great book. It came out and had its own little cult following, and then Obviously, when COVID hit, uh, with all the lockdowns here in Melbourne particularly, where we couldn't play golf, I, I'd always had a, an idea to write a follow-up book. And um, so that gave me the time to do it. And the last one came out uh, last year called How to Play Your Best Golf. So since your handicap's blown out, Scotty, I think you might need to read the second book and yep. it'll get you back down into single figures again. Yeah, well, geez, I hope so. I might have to go and get older. It plays a lot of golf, let me tell you. <laughs> I have to go and get older, Seriously. that one. Hey, Nick, I'm just interested to know, you talk about being a, a you know a teaching pro and the like. Now, you're a left-hander. I'm a left-hander. Greg Chalmers taught me something out at... Um, uh, golf course but many, many moons ago. I've never recovered since. I'm the worst golfer ever since that day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to know, when you're a teaching pro and you're a left-hander, and I know, I'm pretty sure you can play right-handed as well, did you, um, do, do students come to you as left-handers or is it hard for them to sort of copy what you're doing in like a mirror image type stuff? And I'm being genuinely serious. Yeah, no, it's a great question. I do get a, quite a few left-handers come to me because they, they like to be taught by a lefty. The weird thing is I don't really even see myself as a lefty. Whenever I see left-handed golfers, I go, oh, that looks kind of strange. So <laughs> I've, always been a mirror, I've always been a mirror image kind of guy. Even my, you know, my coach, Neil Simpson, he used to try and show me things left-handed. And I'd say, Neil, no, don't do that. Just show me right-handed. And I used to sort of mm. copy as a mirror image. And, and now these days, funnily enough, I putt right-handed. 
because left handed just got too easy. So I thought I'd try something. Different. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, that's a long story. Going to go right handed putting, but uh, no, I can play a bit right handed. My goal is actually to, to try and get a handicap right handed because I, I think I might be able to get into single figures. But we'll see. One day I might do it. Oh, that's just showing off. It is. Have you got that's a burning showing. ambition to to play on the seniors tour proper anywhere Europe, America? Have you still got that, or are you t- you're just happily back here doing what you do? No, no burning ambition. I mean, I'm 52 now. I, I, I was eligible to play a couple of years ago. I mean, the U.S. is really tough to get on that tour, and that would mean going back there and traveling. And the reason I stopped playing was I wanted to spend more time home with the family and watch the kids grow up, things like that. So I think once, maybe in a couple of years, my youngest will be finished school. Perhaps I'll try and go and play a little bit in Europe. I mean, I'm, I'm exempt over there if I wanted to play, but I'm very happy being here in Australia. And talking about golf now is much easier than playing it, that's for sure. So I get to see all the up-and-coming uh, Great players, and we've got some really good ones from WA coming through too, like Josh Greer and uh, and uh, Connor McKinney, and they're they're all following in the footsteps obviously of Minwoo Lee, um, his sister Minji, who won again last yeah, week, which is fantastic, and uh, and Hannah Green obviously as well. So WA is looking really strong. And you and Marco, Mark Allen are a fantastic combo. Uh, Watch the last couple that you've done the WA. Open in the WAPGA in Kalgoorlie. Great calling uh, by you two. Have you got a highlight, Nick? Uh, I mean, there'd be so many, but uh, are, there, are there moments of your career where you go, yeah, that's that's the one, or is it, you know, is it playing one-on-one v Tiger? Is it winning the the PGA Championship? Is it playing President's Cup? Yeah, well, I mean, I wish when I played Tiger that was for the title. It was just more, you know, second and third round of the match play. So I still had to compete after that to try and win the tournament, which unfortunately I never did. So, I mean, those those Tiger Woods victories are obviously right up there. And it's probably the most common question I do get asked, um, you know, how did I beat him? And I always say, well, I found his weakness. He doesn't like short-hitting left-handed Australians. So, <laughs> if you want those. Well, it was a lot, pl- I, I, was I a lot planning, though, Nick. It was a lot planning. I'm I imagine everyone's around him. Everyone's there to, to watch him play. And then uh, this, uh, as you said, short left-hander from Australia came along and rolled him. There wouldn't have been a lot of attention for you. No, well, the first time there wasn't, for sure, and I kind of was a bit of a surprise upset. But the second time, obviously, I'd beaten him before, and uh, it was at a time in his career when he was number one in the world, obviously, and he was trying to beat Byron Nelson's record of 11 tournament wins in a row, and he won, like, the previous seven going into the match play. So it was a day in uh, in Tucson, Arizona, where no one, absolutely no one wanted me to win except my wife and my kids, and uh, <laughs> the abuse I copped that day was much like a football match, uh, and it was a lot of fun, and, uh, and I just remember walking off going... You beauty, that was pretty impressive. No one can say they've done it 2-0. and So uh, it was a real thrill. But um, President's Cups were obviously a lot of fun. I enjoyed playing those. It was really, really weird walking onto the first tee with, you know, my idol, Jack Nicholas, my captain, Gary Clay there, and then uh, a couple of presidents waiting for me. That was a real uh, nervous moment in my career, which I'll never forget, that's for sure. So uh, you talk about first tee nerves, well, that's right up there as well. But the PGA win, I guess, probably is, you know, one of those things, the way it happened to hold the bunk shot on the fourth playoff hole. Yes. That was probably the highlight, I'd say. Unbelievable. Hey, mate, uh, last one before you let you go. Favourite course? Well, it has to be the old course at St Andrews. It's just uh, the town, the people, the, you know, the, the, the mystique. Every time you play it, the wind changes and it's a different golf course altogether. I've always loved it. And last one. F- and the Open Championship there is just incredible. Yeah. And the last one before we let you go, the next big thing in Australian golf. The next big thing. Well, who knows? Yeah, it's, <laughs> we've got a lot of good players coming up. I mean, Mark Allen over the, over the weekend on our, on our commentary, he said, look, if I had a draft right now, 
Josh Greer would be my number one pick. Mm. So um, I, I'd keep an eye on him for sure. As I mentioned, Connor McKinney. But uh, I tell you, the, the Lee siblings, they're just dominating and uh, they are the next big thing, that's for sure. Yeah, they certainly are, Minji and Minwoo. Hey, mate, appreciate your time. Travel safe to uh, Fiji, mate. Keep up the good work. Talk birdie to me as well. The podcast, fantastic. And we love your stuff on uh, on social media as well. Thanks for joining us and thanks for being our first blast in the past, yesterday's hero. It doesn't sound very nice, but anyway, we'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me sound a bit old. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Nico Heard, absolute legend. He gives all left-handers hope. He's a great man, Nick. And I'll tell you, his books are, well, the two men tell you, a beauty. After 7 o'clock, Riley Hardman, Swan District's youngster, trying to get yeah. into the AFL system, of course. We're here for Fleet Network. Dabo's Novated Leasing Specialist, Riley Hardman, will join us. A draft hopeful Tyler Brockman will join us, joining the West Coast Eagles. And after 7.30, John Really, Wildcats fans, we're going straight for the juggler. What's happened at the Cats? <laughs> Bit of breaking news before we get to our first guest, Scotty oh. and Goss. Thanks to Fleet Network. Yeah, you love it when you hear you breaking got? news. Yeah. Oh, I can tell you that Xavier Cooks has been waived by the Washington Wizards. Waved goodbye? So, yep, he's gone. So that joins, I think, Jack White's gone, Jupp Reith's yeah. gone. So there's three Aussies looking for home. So I don't know what that means for Xavier Cooks coming back, maybe, maybe playing for the Sydney Kings again. We hope not. Uh, <laughs> Let's hope that he gets another. Well, they didn't get DJ Vasilovic. He had to no. go to Adelaide because they didn't have a spot for him. So, yeah. uh, so, but I'm sure they'll find a way. For a shambles. Or, yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll find shambles. out more. Hey, time to uh, chat with our first guest of the hour, and that is Riley Hardiman from the Swan Districts Football Club. He's a young hopeful. Many believe could be first rounder yep. or early second round, and he's from the Black Ducks. He is from the Black Ducks, and I tell you, good morning, Riley. First of all, good morning. How are we, boys? My week going. More importantly, how are you going? You still got. What, three weeks? We've got three weeks? Mm, it's three a long weeks. way to go. Oh, Jesus, a long way. Yeah, week. it will be the longest 28 days. I've got it on <laughs> Got it on my watch. 28 days of my life, I feel. Um, you, how many clubs have you spoken to? You went the combine, tested really well, um, but the true test is your footy. Um, how do you think you went? And Did you speak to everyone? Yeah, um, so I spoke to 16 clubs oh. at the National Combine, and then I've had some sort of communication with all 18 over the past 12 months. So it's it's been good. The reception's been good. Oh, fantastic. We, we always ask, too, any weird questions in the uh, when you get interviewed by these clubs because they like to test you out mentally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably not weird questions and more so weird experiences. So the one that I go to every single time is um, probably a home visit right after the National Champs. Um it's just me and, you know, I've set up my dining table. I've got their water bottles ready. I'm all keen for a nice, nice, easy interview. And um, Your old man would be there with a glass behind the door trying to listen in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, one of the full rundowns straight after. Um, yeah. yeah, so the, um, yeah, four recruiters walk in, sit down, and I'm sort of waiting them, for them to start the questioning process. And they just sit there, um, cross their arms and just stare at me. No. Wait, wait for me to make the first move. How long? Oh, would have been... Oh, it felt like an eternity, but yeah, it would have been the first five minutes trying to carry conversation. So pretty shocking. That's a test, and yeah, yeah, I think it's just to get a gauge on how you react in uncomfortable situations like that. Okay, so, so and do you follow that up? So do you go when you re meet them another time to say do you ask and say what was that about, or do they say look sorry about that, or that's just what we do? I mean, how does that follow up? I did, and um, yeah, I spoke to them at the national combine. I'm like, yeah, what was with that? And we're like, oh, don't know what you're talking about, mate. So. I know, like, there we had a laugh, we had a little bit of a chuckle about it, but it was just, it was very weird. In the have moment. any of your yeah. mates who have also have had the same experience? Yeah, I think if you ask a few of the other um, potential draftees, um, they definitely went through the same thing. And no other club has done anything like that before? 
Um, not that I've experienced. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Put a line through them. Put a line through them. Hey, mate, that ain't cool we don't even know what it is. So no, uh, no. we'll put a line through 17 of them. There's going to only give me one club that takes you. Do you uh, it says here you're an intelligent and skillful outside player, which is interesting. You're being at Swan Districts and intelligent. Mate, I don't know, I don't know, oh, mate. I don't know how that works. Stop it. Uh, but what is wrong with you? Tell us about your development of football. You've played right through a lot of the state juniors and, and the like. So where are you sit in regards to what's your best position and where do you think clubs, what do you think clubs would like about you? Yeah, there was a bit of a burn there, Goss. Um, <laughs> I just, you get used to it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Mate. Yeah, don't worry. We, we know our worth. Move on. District, That's right. Speaking yeah. of burn, and we know what you, car up there. We know what your car's worth, too. <laughs> just lock it when you get the steel below. No. Um, I think, yeah, so I played a lot of my footy through juniors as a wingman. Um, bit of a scrawny kid growing up. Still am, to a degree. So um, played at the Cavisham Suns all through sort of uh, would have been that year seven to year 12 period up until I kind of moved into the development squads at Swan Districts. Um, integrated into the um, Colts side in 2021. We won the flag, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, walk out on Optus Stadium and play play with the likes of like Elijah Hewitt, Rhett Bazo, Darcy Jones, which are all pretty established in the um, AFL system now. So that mm. was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, kind of made a move onto halfback, um, sort of moving into the 2021 season. Um, uh, big Walter, um, the backs coach for the Colts. It's kind of like defenders defend and it took me a while to get across that. Like well, playing, on attack, yeah, <laughs> playing on somebody. Yeah, playing on somebody. But yeah, once I kind of kind of got that, yeah, I yeah, really love playing down in defence. But what they, I guarantee you what they love about you is that stopping role first straight away, but then your rebound, mate, you, you, he moves as well as anyone on a footy field, Gossy. So mm. smooth and, and that another lefty. Left footer. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'd love a good left yeah. Yeah. yeah, But your, your rebounding is obviously something that you really focus on because you're very, very good at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, I've been blessed with a bit of speed, a bit of endurance, and yeah, my kicking's gone all right. Um, not the old man. Mum. Yeah, no, mum. Yeah. <laughs> Mum's an athletics coach, so she um, she definitely gave me a lot of those traits, which was um, which is pretty good, pretty handy. Um, Happy to move. Happy to move. Don't care where you go. Or you, I mean, obviously everyone likes to stay in their home state for creature comforts and the likes. But you happy before to you know any, it before it's before you know any better, isn't it? Like you just go, I know what I know here. Yeah. I want to stay yeah. at home. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm I'm very comfortable with moving over east. I think yeah, you you just be happy for an opportunity. Um, yeah, whether it be here, whether it be Victoria, whether it be Gold Coast, yeah, I'm I'm happy wherever. Oh, don't go there. Gold Coast, too oh, many traps there. I'd be going there. Far too many traps. I reckon their window is open. Yeah. Yeah, with their coach Well, they've got a lot of academy guys coming in. How many players oh, – we we expect you to go. I don't want to boost you up because strange things can happen. We expect you to go, and if it's not the end of the first, it's going to be very early in the second. But there's only going to be probably 50, 60 picks this, this year, isn't there? You're, you're expecting that, 50 to 60. So yeah. it's not a lot yeah. for – for a lot of teenagers across the country to to squeeze into that. Yeah, opportunity is pretty scarce, um, especially this year. It just feels like each year it sort of declines the sort of number of picks that go. So it, it makes competition for spots really um, – well, there's a lot more at stake, especially through in, through the national champs. Everyone's sort of got it in the back of their mind. So, um, yeah, there is – yeah. Not many going around. Mm. We uh, have mentioned uh, many, many times ad nauseum, and, and I mentioned it last week to Zane, who was in the studio. But I was, uh, I went to the Wacker to watch this Harley Reid bloke. You played in that game. Yeah. It was Vic Country versus uh, WA. Um, you, first-hand knowledge, he's, everyone believes he's the standout number one pick. Do you agree with that from blokes you've played against? Yeah, absolutely. Um, not only playing against him, but also having the opportunity to play with him at the National Academy. Um, so being able to get together in that elite environment and, and play with him, you kind of he's kind of portrayed a certain way by the media. He's, he's kind of not the bad guy, but everyone's like, who is this Harley Reid? Um, <laughs> 
But once you get to know him on a more personal level, it's um, yeah, he's just a really good and genuine bloke. And I think the way he's dealt with all the media attention has been mm. pretty good. Mm. Um, had a few yeah false accusations thrown about him. Mm. Says he doesn't want to come over to the West. But um, just knowing him on a more personal note, you, you think he's happy to go wherever. And, um, yeah, in terms of that Wacker game, the whole of Western Australia heard that he was coming to town. <laughs> Um, and they rocked up. It was a pretty good crowd. And Great a pretty, crowd. Yeah, Great pretty, atmosphere. Pretty, uh, yeah, good atmosphere. And, yeah, we put on a pretty good game. Pretty so good he's show. walking off the ground and going, can we have your boots, Harley? Harley, <laughs> it was seriously. It was, it was, I've never seen anything like it for a bloke that, you know, he's playing. Never played a game yet. Not played a game. He was, they loved him, didn't they? Yeah, signatures, autographs, photos, everything, yeah. And on the field, tough to, to combat? I mean, because he played everywhere, didn't he? I mean, everyone was trying to mug him and he went forward. <laughs> he can he was he was isolated one-on-one up forward, played mid, gets behind the ball. He's, got, he's, he's the full book of everything. Yeah, absolutely. His versatility is unmatched. He, yeah, the way he can, you know, play in defence and then go, all right, I'll, I want to kick a few goals now. It's, um <laughs> yeah, in awe of that, yeah. Who did you back for growing up? I am, well, I was and I still am a Saints fan. Unfortunately, really? yeah. what's going on here? How does this happen? Hey, I knew I liked you. The Swan District's bit I could leave. Well, Saints, Saints man too. Yeah, Zane's a Saints man too. What? Why? There's just a few Saints fans going around. I think, yeah, my Saints upbringing was from dad was originally from Mornington, Victoria, so I didn't really get a choice being a Saints fan. I kind of <laughs> just learned to live with it. Who's your favourite? Um, oh. Growing up, I used to love watching Stephen Milne. I mean, I played nothing like him at all, but, yeah, just the way he kicked goals. and Another tip rat. Annoying yeah. little yeah, under five-foot hater. You've got the six-pointer. You've got yeah. to be a six-pointer yeah. with our man, right? Yeah, so right, right. so this is a six-pointer where he asks six questions, short, sharp answers. You can't pass, and don't stress about it. It's easy. It's just to get to know you. Yeah. No, no. Really Rolly Hardiman is facing up to Scotty's six-pointer. Other than footy, mate, name your favourite sporting athlete. Um, oh, athletics, Usain Bolt. Oh, hey, that's a new one. I like it. Uh, you open your own restaurant. What's the signature dish that's going to bring everyone in? The carbonara, spaghetti carbonara. Oh, good. No egg, extra bacon. I like it. <laughs> really good. What song gets you up and about? You're a bit flat. You need a bit of a lift. What's the song that uh, you use to pump yourself up? Oh, a bit of Metallica doesn't hurt. Oh, hello. You beauty. You got a preferred one? Um, oh, something from Ride the Lightning. So, like... For whom the bell tolls. Yeah, that's pretty. Get onto that. Pretty boys. The boys are out there. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. yeah I'm, I'm so excited. Still, Still waiting for that. someone to say a song from One Direction. I'm, I've got it ready to go. Well, we have. We had um, big Cal Jamison who said Kylie Minogue. Yes, didn't he? He's a Kylie Minogue. Greg Clark went with Kylie Minogue. <laughs> too. What's wrong with these? He explains a bit. Uh, t- well, maybe Swan Districts, maybe someone in the draft. But tell us something we don't know about one of your teammates or your mates in the possible that could possibly be drafted. Give us a Clay Hall. Give us something Clay Hall. Yeah, what's oh. he like? He's a bit of a hot topic at the moment. Yeah, he's he, his mate. He loves him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so um, one thing about Clay Hall, probably pick it up really easy. Um, every morning he wakes up and he checks himself out in the mirror for fifteen minutes. Ah, oh, cold shower sort of bloke. So yeah, the mirror's oh, no fogger. Yeah, look, I, I, I'd check myself out as well if I looked like Clay Hall. So. <laughs> There you go. Bit of romance. There you yeah. go. There it is. <laughs> Romantic stuff going on. Yeah, I like it. What are you, uh, do you have any secret talents other than footy? Oh, what else are you good at? Pretty open book. I think. Oh. Can you make a uh, lemon lime bitters? I can. I'm actually a. Um, I work behind the bar at the Vines Golf Resort, so I've made plenty of lemon lime bitters in my time. Can you make me something a little stronger? <laughs> <laughs> More bitters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, barman at the Vines. Good yeah, barman there. at the Vines. Sweet. Yeah. Good track there. Hey, uh, and the last one, mate. What makes you way more angry than it should? You're a pretty chilled unit, mate. Yeah, you're relaxed. You're a relaxed man. But uh, what is something that really ticks you off? That's tiny. That probably 
you shouldn't give that much time to. That's something that ticks me off. That's tiny would be my little brothers, my two little brothers. That, <laughs> that really ticks me off sometimes. How old are they? Um, 15 and 10. And they just annoy you. Yeah, they just yeah get on the nerves at the best of times, don't they? <laughs> hey, I tell you what, Riley Hardiman, they do say there's away. always one better. Is, is the 15-year-old a better footballer? <laughs> they do, don't they? That's how I say You think Riley's good? You reckon Riley's good? You want to speak such and such? What's your brother's name? Josh. Josh and Christian. Okay, and? And... Oh, sorry. Um, what was that? Are they any good? Oh, is Josh, do they play footy? If yeah, they both play their footy. And if if you ask Josh, he'd say he's pretty good. Yeah, and the Mar- <laughs> the Marlies, he's a bit better than you. But it's it's always the younger one years. coming through, isn't You're it? You're a star. You're very comfortable in this environment, which is fantastic. You're, he's going to be a ripper, mate. He's going to be a ripper. Um, all the very best. Uh, last one. Do you have a club? If someone said to you, you can pick a club right now, not looking for a headline, but if you could pick one club right now, which one would it be? Oh. I mean, playing for St Kilda would be pretty bittersweet, I think. There's pros and cons. <laughs> bit of bit of childhood trauma, but, yeah, childhood dream at the same time. So, <laughs> Good man. Hey, good luck. Fantastic. And we appreciate you coming in. And Scotty was so pumped with this one. Yeah, absolutely, this, uh, mate. Well, watching him, watching him go yeah. around and watching him at training and uh, and, and going around, and, mate, you're going to get a long career ahead of you, mate, if you keep on this track. We wish you all the best. Thanks very much. I appreciate coming yeah. in. Thanks yeah, Riley Hardiman, he'll go boy. in the draft. Keep an eye on him, the Young Swan Districts boy. Hope you enjoyed it. And here's a bit of... Medellica to get you going. Come oh, on. How is it? Welcome back. What an impressive young man, Riley Hardiman. You can hear that interview on the podcast Catch-Up. And speaking of impressive, a young man who's created uh, plenty of interest in his couple of seasons playing for Hawthorne. He's now back in WA with the West Coast Eagles. And uh, he's, I think he's very pleased to be back. A young mm. Subiaco product come, came through the Wembley Downs uh, Football Club as well. He's Tyler Brockman. Hey, Tyler, appreciate your time and welcome home. No, thank you. Thanks for having me on there. Hey, mate, um, obviously keen to get back and you've brought the family back with you. Settled in. How are you feeling? Yeah, no, we're all settled in. Um, We've just gotten gotten into our own place at the moment. So, yeah, no, all settled in. Mate, uh, West Coast was the only option for you. Um, You declared that straight away. Was it... And, you know, there was interest, I know, from Freo, but you were hell-bent on, on getting to West Coast. Were you a West Coast man growing up? Uh, yeah, su- supported West Coast um, when I was younger. Um, but, yeah, always had interest from even through draft. Um, but, yeah, I always knew where I sort of wanted to go. And, yeah, Eagles was the right option, I guess, yeah. Hey, Tyler, it was, it's been reported that uh, Fremantle made you a four-year deal to go. Obviously, that gives you great stability. I don't really bother about what you're getting at West Coast and the likes, but... I read with interest, and, and I don't know if it was a quote or just read that someone said that you'd spoken to Freo several times during the year. As When you're playing with another team like Hawthorne, one, did, was that the case? Were they actually on the phone to you trying to get you? Was it your manager? Was it you directly? How's that process? And when you're at Hawthorne, how, how is it disruptive having that, or were you thinking about the future the whole time? Um, no, I was thinking about the future the whole time. Um, as I was coming to end on my Hawthorne contract, but yeah, I had like a couple of meetings with Freo towards the end of the year. Um, did feel feel a little bit guilty, but um, yeah, I sort of I don't know. I did like them, but then again, like I knew that I wanted to go to West Coast the whole time. Um, 
no matter what the deal was, just, yeah, West Coast was the one, really. Don't feel guilty, mate. Don't worry about that. You'll learn to hate them real quickly uh, and you'll be out there trying to uh, kick their teeth in when you uh, when you play in derbies. But see, uh, Liam Ryan's been messaging you a lot during the year to get you across. Uh, this could be awkward if you take his spot in the team. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> nah. No, hopefully we'll be playing alongside each other. How's he? How's he tracking? Obviously, with a uh, disappointing year this year, not being able to get in the park. Have you seen him? Caught up with him? How's he moving? Yeah, I seen him yesterday. He's um, moving quite well, actually. He's been in the club. Um, yeah, it's good to see him at the club as well. Well, you went, you went to the club. You've already done some pre-season training. I saw with Tim Kelly and Jermaine Jones and, and the whole West Coast Eagles Mineral Resources Park establishment. Um, are you impressed by what facilities you've got and everything that's at your disposal? Yeah, no, that's great. Um, loving the facility at the moment. Um, it's got everything there that I can use and all that. Um, but, yeah, loving it at the moment. Uh, you're a live wide, 26 games, 23 goals. You've got a little bit of X factor about you. What are you bringing to this West Coast side? I mean, they need a lot, but uh, what are you going to bring to help them climb back up that ladder? And uh, is there anything that you want to work on in this off season that uh, you know is going to guarantee you a game week in, week out? Yeah, no, hopefully just um, be confident in myself this year. Um, I sort of played with it a little bit this year, but... Yeah, hopefully that can boost up this year and then, um, yeah, just try to win games, really. Uh, I just want to win games. Is that is that half the battle, mate? Because you, obviously you, you moved to Hawthorne, you, you started in the in the VFL side for, for Box Hill um, and then, you know, you've started... And last year was disappointing. You couldn't get on the park much. This year you were, you know, much more consistent. But is that half the battle for young blokes like yourself? Away from home is just believing that you you belong there? Uh, yeah, yeah, in a way. Um, I always, I sort of know that I do belong at AFL level. Um, but yeah, it's just getting a chance really and to prove that. Who were your heroes growing up, Tyler? Um, oh, was the main one. Yeah. Um, my uncle, Greg Broughton, and yeah, that would be the main two today. Same too, mate. What what do you have to work on? What what area are you working on right now to to be a better player? What do you have to do better? And what have you been asked by West Coast to bring to the table? As as Scotty mentioned, yeah. No, I haven't been asked too much from West Coast, but me personally, I just want to get the tank in me really, just so I can have have longer minutes in the games. Mm. Goss and I can't help you with that. <laughs> hey, mate, were you, hey, were you were given number 33 this year at Hawthorne, a number made famous, of course, by Cirioli, one of your one of your idols. Um, I, I'm intrigued by that. When you're playing, it's just another game. But when you're putting on the number 33, is there expectation? Did you feel like it was a, a, a burden or did you feel honoured to wear that number? No, nah, I definitely felt honoured. Um, I was a bit thing at the start when I first got it and Sam gave it to me. <laughs> Didn't know whether how it'd go or what sort of feedback I'll get from, from fans or whatever. But um, no, I won't, won't put it on. Just sort of played my own game. Um, there was a little bit of expectation, but for that, for myself, but yeah, no, it was, 
sort of slid away, the emotions and all that, and just yeah. sort of play my own game. Hey, mate, fatherhood's tough, but when you've got twins, it's even tougher. How's that all going for you now? As you said, you're going to your own place and, and the like. How's that all settled down for you? And, and you're enjoying fatherhood? Nah, yeah, definitely enjoying it. Um, they'll be one next month. Um, but, yeah, they've definitely been keeping me busy. Even now, they end up waking me up this morning. <laughs> Jeez, you'll be keen for pre-season to start again, mate. You can get back to work. Yeah, no, nah, I can't wait, actually. Just fucking let the missus do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just, make sure you just bring in plenty yeah. of money, mate. Yeah. Get plenty of goals. I hope she's not listening to this. So we've got yeah. a text uh, text yeah. from one of our uh, listeners. Noddy, does Tyler sw- uh, see himself eventually moving into a midfield role like a, a Shea Bolton type, or uh, is it forward line, forward 50 for you only? Um, <clears throat> nah, I, I want to move up into the midfield eventually. Um, but, yeah, I just need to get my fitness up um, and the long tags in my legs, and it should be right to go through there. Yeah. Hey, brilliant stuff, mate. We appreciate your time. Obviously, you've been awake for several hours because the, the kids have woken <laughs> you up, mate. Yeah. Uh, uh, are you off to training today? How many how many days are you getting to the club? I went in yesterday, um, so I'll go in tomorrow and then Friday. So three times a week. These blokes don't know what holidays are. Gosh. They yeah, do they... holidays a whole lot differently than I used to do them. Yeah. Right <laughs> I start full time very, very shortly. Hey, mate, welcome home. Mm-hmm. All the very best. Look forward to seeing you do your stuff for the Eagles over the year. Nah, thank you for that. Here he is, Tyler Brockman from the West Coast Eagles. And, of course, played uh, his uh, Subi boy, went through Wembley Downs. And, of course, as you said, he's... Uh, Good mates and his idol is, is Liam Wright. Is that the leveller, isn't it? We had Riley Hardman in. So we get Hardy in from Swannies and you've got a crowbar, a uh, Subiaco Subi man in. Absolutely, in I do. And uh, we look forward to seeing what he can do uh, this year, of course, for the West Coast Eagles, or next season for the West Coast Eagles. Let's get some news away. Hey, John, really, Wildcats fans, got any questions for JR? Let us know. 0487 736 We're here for Fleet Network. It's time for an odds update. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroker. Ladbroker. Download the Ladbrokes app today. Let's get to Tommy Hackett. It was a big morning out there at Mooney Valley today. Ladbrokes, Cox Plate and Ladbrokes, Manicato. So all the big players did their stuff. Did that change the markets, Tommy? Good morning. Good morning, boys. The final field secured for both those races now. And we're set for one of the most open editions of the Ladbrokes, Cox Plate in recent memory. The Hong Kong star, Romantic Warrior, is the favourite. He's $4. Alligator Blood Drew Idilla this morning. He's into $6. Victoria Road for Aidan O'Brien, $7. Militarised, the three-year-old, $8. Then you got Fangirl Gold Trip, Mr. Brightside, all $9. And then even the horse that double figure odds, King Colorado, he's a Group 1 winner. He's $15. Zaki, he's a Group 1 winner many times over. He's $15. Dewey, $26 is a Group 1 winner. Ran it out by Maya Ober and then pinstriped at $51. They're probably the only two that would shock you if they won this Ladbrokes Cox Plate. It's an outstanding addition of the race. Alrighty, what about the Manicato? Uh, it's the complete opposite here. The Ludbrokes Manicato stays only a small field and it's dominated by one horse, Imperatrice, who is arguably the best sprinter in Australia and New Zealand. She's opened up as a dominant dollar forty-five favourite. She's been outstanding at the value of this preparation, winning the McEwen Stakes, winning the Moyer Stakes in effortless fashion. She's going to be very tough to beat. What if not just backs up from the Everest? He's six dollars fifty. I am me. Won the Sydney Stakes, he's $7. Uncommon James, the group one winner, he's $7. But it's all about Imperatrice's this race. She is going to be extremely tough to beat. Ah, brilliant stuff. Oh, well, we'll keep an eye on those markets because it is all week. We'll be counting down to the Ladbrokes Cox Plate and Ladbrokes Manicado Stakes. Tommy, appreciate your time. It was a big day out there at the Valley and Ladbrokes was out there in all its glory. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, boys. 
That odds update thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroken, on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back, Scotty and Goss, 19 away from eight. John Rilly's the coach of the Perth Wildcats, and, uh, well, they need to bounce back, and they need to do it fast against the uh, Brisbane Bullets this Friday night. JR, appreciate your time. Good morning. Morning, fellas. How are we? Yeah, good, mate. Are you surprised by that news? Xavier Cooks on the back of Jack White and Drew Reith all being uh, waived by their uh, NBA clubs? Uh, look, not surprising. You're in an industry where, like, you know, Different front office staff, coaches change from when the year originally go there. So all of their own situations are different, but it just goes to show like you have to be on it all the time. Otherwise, uh, you can always get tapped on the shoulder. How are you going, John? A lot, of, a lot of heat on you at the moment. Every time I pick up something, is uh, Wildcats fans are getting uneasy. I read, you know, the, the, a couple of losses in a row and uh, it's, the synergy's not right. You've got all the pieces, but why is the puzzle not coming together? How are you coping? Yeah, look, uh, like very good question. Um, so the way that I look at it is our group is like still in very good shape, obviously disappointed with the results. Um, but as far as a group uh, where they are, accountability for our performance, like we're all in there, um, you know, so as far as the group and where we're trying to get uh, still in a very good frame and uh, mindset, to move forward and win some games in the very near future. Jay, uh, it looks, and just from a very novice point of view and, and just a fan's point of view, which is me, um, it looks at the moment, and, we've, and we said early days too, it's going to take a little while for this team to gel. There's a lot of new faces in it, and that takes time. There's no doubt about that. It looks at the moment they're almost trying to be too selfless or something at the moment, like they're trying to give it off to someone else to do the work instead of having a little bit of individual brilliance, a lot of them themselves, you know, you know Pinder, Usher, BC... Or looked to see, or looked as if, you know, it's not their time to shine. It, it's someone else's. Is that a fair analysis, or am I way off the mark? Look, all, all of that is is somewhat true. But as as I, I mentioned before, like the, the group is very positive in in their own abilities. But as you know, with our results, you, you try and get out of this in different ways. So. Uh, sometimes you overcompensate and you're not aggressive when you need to be aggressive and vice versa. So um, we're just trying to figure that rhythm. And, like, you know, who, who would have thought our offense would be one of the reasons that we're struggling? We did a great job in Adelaide keeping them to 39 at the half, which mm. is a great defensive effort no matter who you're playing. But for us to only score 40. So... Uh, to really find our groove offensively. And, you know, those guys you mentioned, they have uh, brilliance at the offensive end. And all it needs is for one of those guys to have like a real purple patch and then the confidence will explode. So uh, the team just needs to find the rhythm, the synergy, whatever other fancy word Goss would like to use. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you, I just do, do you num- want to use? Goss? I just want to do numbers. Uh, Bryce Cotton, uh, 15, averaging 15 points a game at 32%. That's not Bryce Cotton. How's he going? Tell me. I know he's trying hard. There's no question of his intent. But it doesn't seem as though the numbers are the Bryce Cotton, Bryce Cotton numbers that we are so used to seeing and reading and hearing and watching. Yes, and look, you're spot on with that. And the, the way I look at it, and every coach and every team has different ways of looking at this, 
over Bryce Cotton's career, this is this is not the real Bryce Cotton. So it's only a matter of time for that to come to the front. It's like you've been in your industry for a long time. You have a bad day. You come back because you know it's going to happen for you. So for Bryce, it's only a matter of time. And I know every team that we play is just holding their breath. So as far as Bryce getting back to his own expectations and where uh, the team would like him, like it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I don't know if I've had a bad day. Yeah, for I should ask you, when was the last time you had a bad oh, day in, okay. your, in your self-assessment? I've had a couple, JR. That's fine. I've had a couple. I understand what you're I'm saying. I'm with you, JR. Yeah. Hey, Jordan Usher came across. He's going to be the glove. He's going to shut down opposition players. It's going to be all about defense. Is Jordan Usher's defense as good as it should be, or is he aware of the pressure on him to defensively be better? Had that massive game, that 30-point debut, and we all loved him, and we still do love him. Don't get me wrong. He's scoring 17 points a game. But what about the glove defense that we were hearing so much about? Yeah, look, the things you're throwing at me this morning, it's a great collage of collectiveness when a team is is in in a patch where we are. Everything just gets highlighted that little bit more where... If, if we win and we're playing well, uh, those things aren't so recognizable. Mm. So what, what you guys are talking about is every little thing is under the microscope right now. Uh, does his defensive uh, consistency need to be better? Absolutely, especially if he wants to win the Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, but it is amazing when you just off a little bit, like how everything gets highlighted mm. and accentuated. Yeah, very true. Hey, Brisbane had their own little rumblings. You know, they don't have the big man there yep. because he's been suspended. What are you expecting Brisbane to bring to the table on Friday night? And how are you, again, back to the grind of training and preparing for this? What are you expecting from the Bullets? Yeah, look, uh, Bullets are in a similar situation as us right now, trying to find a groove and a rhythm. Now, they've been disrupted with uh, Aaron Baines not being in their lineup for five games. So, uh, you know, whichever team can probably come out and get off to a good start, that'll be a great boost for their confidence. And we're obviously working on it from our end, so that's us. JR, what sort of coach are you in this situation? Is it a matter of now, how do you respond? Yeah, you know, we and it is. It's, it's not. It's just we're just trying to find our groove. There's no doubt about that, and find our um, you know, a little bit of fluidity in, in in what you're trying to do up and down the court. But are you are uh, less just nose to the grindstone sort of stuff. Hard work at training will get us out of it, or is it time maybe too just to have a little bit of fun uh, at, at training and have a shoot around and just just try and take the shackles off a little bit. Look, look, there has to be a, a balance. Now, uh, the way I approach it is I, I can't change my own day-to-day because the minute I change who I am, that's when the players, you know, may lose a little bit of faith. Mm. But throughout my career, I've just attacked whether it's been playing or coaching one way, uh, and I have belief in, in what I'm about. Um, so then one of your parts of the question was you, you do have – they have to feel – the situation you know the winning and losing but then also you have to instill confidence and it's not the end of the world because the minute they leave Bendat, they feel like it's the end of the world like goss talks about reading his forums and so forth player players aren't immune to that either so mm-hmm. i got to make sure they're in a good headspace so we can play good basketball Fair. I, I totally agree with you, and I think it's you know you can't change the way that you've gone about it. No. You've got the you've got the pieces of the puzzle right there. I think we've I think everyone is collectively excited about what the list looks like. It's just a matter of getting the pieces together. But do you have to start? Does it have to start now, or do you think this is still a work in progress? 
Look, we we all we we all wanted to happen last week, mm. um, but you also can't lose sight of where the team can get. And I, for one, are excited where this team can get. So um, my impatience or anyone else's impatience can't get ahead of ahead of the whole situation. Mm. Do we need to win? Absolutely, but as long as we keep moving in the right direction. Uh, it it will turn around and change for sure. John, um, your hair, um, <laughs> you seem to be growing it out. Is that the case or you just haven't had time to get a haircut? You obviously didn't watch the Adelaide game too closely. Oh, what, actually, oh, was that my son's wedding? Yeah, he was, with he was, he was oh, charging was, his son 1500 to MC his wedding. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was a bit busy, JR. Cash, cash, JR. I mean, cash only. Cash too, only, yeah. JR. Oh, my God, that doesn't surprise me. Um, I've gone back. I've, Got back. I've gone back to the number one gossip. Okay, like, cool. I, I tried this new trendy thing, fading and all of that, but I got rid of it. No, good man. Okay. All right. Well, it didn't help. Uh, no, appreciate it. No. And... <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, no, move on. Mate. Move on. We've Next got wedding. complete Let's faith. Go. We've got complete faith, JR, and I'm going to we'll get off here. I'm going to back us for the championship. Yeah, very good. I, I, I agree. I, I, I've, not, I've not lost faith. I'm only reporting. Oh, God, no. I'm only reporting and asking the questions that need to be asked of John. Yeah, you've got all journal. You've got all journalist hat on us today. Yeah, sorry good. about that. Hey, JR. Yeah, I know, mate. But I'm on board. He yeah, knows where good. I. He knows where I sit. Hey, JR. I just want to ask you when you get in these situations, um, and you are a very you know matter of fact type of guy. You've got a great sense of humour. You love your hoops. What do you do away from basketball yourself? Like you go to basketball today. You can't just be thinking, thinking, thinking all about the Brisbane Bullets. What are you thinking about away from basketball at the moment? Brisbane Bullets and Bryce Cotton. Mate, you don't want me to pick you up and take you down the lookout and have a couple of pints and do some bowling? No, look, look, I, 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 cha- I changed my scenery with my thinking and I, I've become a fan of Jacob's Ladder. Oh, well, okay. okay, you've lost me now. You completely lost me. <laughs> we no longer have anything Kings in Park. common. Kings Park. Yeah, beautiful. Well, you can do what will you do is you can instead of going up it, we'll go down it. Yeah, yeah, I can cheer for you with a megaphone if you like. <laughs> ah, good on you. We can all do it with encouragement. No, you yeah, do. Hey, that's mate, right, that's right. all the best. You, it, it's it's yeah, no, we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, mate. Everything's going to be okay. Good on you, mate. Appreciate your time. All the very best on Friday night against the Bullets yeah, and, and going fellas, forward. Good mate. on you, mate. You're a good man, John. Really, there. I think he got a little bit testy with me there for a brief moment. No, there. mate. He can handle anything that uh, that we can throw at him. But it was good. Good line of questioning. Oh, gee, thanks very much. Yeah. Uh, you can hear that you full should interview. Do some of this on your own sometimes, like I do. Oh, trust me, I've been trying to get that out to happen. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's away from eight and Scotty and Goss. We've had a great time over the last couple of hours. Here are the highlights. It's hard enough working with some people, let alone having to drink with them. Yeah. Why, why are you staring at me so <laughs> intently? <laughs> Nico Hearn, what did you do as the number one ticket holder for the Dockers? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I'm still waiting to find out what I need to do. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Playing one-on-one v Tiger. It's probably the most common question I do get asked. Um, you know, how did I beat him? And I always say, well, I found his weakness. He doesn't like short-hitting left-handed Australians. So <laughs> if you want to know. Brody Hardiman. But tell us something we don't know about one of your teammates. Give us something, Clay Hall. Every morning he wakes up and he checks himself out in the mirror for 15 minutes. Ah, oh, cold shower sort of bloke. Yeah, so there is no fog up. Yeah, look, I... I, I <laughs> check myself out as well if I look like Clay Hall. So, there you go. Bit of romance. There you yeah. go. There it is. Tyler Brockman. Geez, you'll be keen for pre-season to start again, mate. You can get back to work. I can't wait, actually. Just fucking 
that the missus did all the work. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just make sure you just bring in plenty of money, mate, yeah. plenty of goals. Uh, what a day. What you a, a lineup. You had a big day. Your best on today. You got three good questions and two that's good points you make. Yeah, thank you. That's that's how we gauge it. Yeah. Hey mate, tomorrow we're gonna to be speaking to Valtteri Bottas, yes. the uh, Formula One superstar. Yeah, for a mayor. Got a great Australian connection, of course. His partner is a cyclist out of Australia, so we're chatting to him. And five aside, our favourite tall people. Our five favourite tall oh, people. You're not gonna put it, you just should put you five times. No, I don't you? need to, but you might want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and then next week this we'll is be awkward f- tomorrow. And then next week's will be five portly people, and I guarantee you <laughs> I'll put you on my list. Uh, well done, Lynn. Good bounce. Thank you. Link Allen, nice work by you. Good bounce back after a horrendous yeah. start two hours ago. <laughs> like, seriously, I was almost going to come out there and throw oh, for you. Boy. And Chris Clafunas, who washed his hair yesterday, clearly, because it's very bouffanty. Thanks, Chris. Good job today. That's right. Tomorrow, Valtteri Bottas <laughs> uh, and yes. our favourite tall people.